0: I passed the vibe check. I passed the, check, check. Check. Pass the vibe check. Pass the vibe check. Show the- Hey guys, welcome to the <laughs> second show of the new year. We're the first like official air quotes, no air quotes. You're going to be doing air quotes show of the new year where we're going back to our reviews and talking about the weekly stuff going on. Um, appreciate the feedback you guys are giving me. Um, and yes, I definitely needed to, even though I still, rec- even though I still recorded some shows um, in December, like the one with Liberty, check it out, the one with Crit, uh, the AEW World's End. I still needed that breather you know um as far as the wednesday show goes i have episodes already recorded and uploaded until the very end of this month this week i'm going to start watching season two of invincible um then on top of that this week we also have echo dropping the first five episodes um i think how i'm going to go about echo is actually the episode by episode format because it seems like there's a lot going on. It seems like it's not just an echo story. It seems like it's a kingpin story as well. It seems like they was, they have those two interlocked with one another, um, and it's like that in the comic books as well. Uh, it's very similar. And also we have excuse me. We also have Daredevil Mike. We also have Daredevil um, in the in there. And it looks like we have some more stuff. I've not watched the full trailer. I've only watched like ten seconds of it. Um, and that's because it was just on. Uh, but otherwise, um, but Invincible will just be one episode talking about the season overall. I thought about it. Um, but Echo will be the 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 the, the episode longer because I feel like I I can I'm gonna need more time to talk to take in whatever it is they're talking about. And it's the first Marvel project of the year in a year where Marvel really doesn't have a lot going on. Um has Echo, has Deadpool, that's all we have on the boards this year um, that I can think of right now, so yeah, we have plenty, and plus I finally finished it, finally finished the retrospective of 24 uh, series, we talk about episode. excuse me, we talk about seasons 1 through 9 of the Jack Bauer-led 24. We're not talking about the one that's Live Another Day or something, which wasn't bad, but wasn't what um, I wanted to review. Um, That's going to be nine straight episodes uh, of that. So we're probably going to go into that immediately after Echo. And so we have pretty much the entire Wednesday show mapped out for the next shoot until May, it seems like, you know. In in between, we'll talk about other things as well as they come up. But, um, yeah, let's get right into it, guys. I'm This Little Chemical. This is your Monday show. We will start with AEW because AEW is coming off of a pay-per-view, the first ever World's End pay-per-view to end the year. And we had a bunch of rumors going on. The, uh, Brian Alvarez, um, Sean Ross sap These people are saying that, Mercedes Monet Reportedly Is imminently going to sign And debut with AEW Apparently Mercedes Monet Had talked with WWE Those talks fell through Supposedly Supposedly And that they're expecting They're not speculating They're they're expecting her to be debut for AEW Very very soon Look here I'm going to say this would she be treated better under the WWE banner? Probably so. concerned Triple H is the one who helped to develop her for uh, the big time. Um, but I think it'll mean more for AEW to add that to the women's division. Uh, we went many months. I think last time we seen Britt Baker was in London, and she took a, she's taking a break. Um, and so now that women's division, they lost Jake, Cargill. They did gain Mariah May and some other people, but that's they don't have the net, the name, the cachet that Mercedes has. I think it'll be a bigger signing for AEW, but it could it's a big signing for WWE if they get it too. I don't know where she's going, because look here. Triple H was able to pull a great move by getting CM Punk. No matter what you think about Punk, hold oh on, guys, sorry. No matter what you guys think about Punk. That was a great, great signing. And it's going to lead to a crap ton of options for WrestleMania. Um, as far as. So he could still have her signed. And they can come in last minute and make a, a much better deal. Because they can pay people. They, they could pay people before. But if she wants Charlotte Flair money. I can see it, you know? Um, but I want to start with that because. My hope is AEW gets her because I think it can lead to us st- still seeing her do her world tour. And and what AEW can do with her is what they did with CM Punk. CM Punk was used very well. Like him or not, this dude wasn't on TV every week. No, this dude was doing his own movies and whatever. And he would spend weeks on television, but he didn't need to wrestle every week. It didn't need to be a thing. You know we can have some blood. Imagine Mercedes versus Bret Baker. We, could um, we can have some blood feuds with those two. We can have Tony Storm versus uh, Britt Baker. Uh, versus uh, excuse me, um, Mercedes. So there's a ton of options. Look, she's gonna she's gonna she's gonna debut imminently em- em- um, because of the World Rumble. If AEW does not debut her before then, that's gonna be the spot where people are expecting her to sign. Yeah, or or debut redebut for WWE. So that's not a surprise there. Um actually what is a surprise to me tiny one. I guess not really. I'm lying. What is more of a cut me off guard was the fact that Naomi is reportedly going back to WWE. She is the current Impact Women's Champion or TNA Women's Champion. Now That they're back to being TNA officially and she's reportedly wrapping up with them to go to Well, look here, her husband's there, her family's there. And the person that she had a problem with is gone, um, and even with the person that she had a problem with, Vincent Man. Look at her career in WWE. She still had a hell of a career. Women's Tag Team Champions, Women's Champion, uh, Andre Giant Battle Royal winner. Now you go back there, and then she had this run where she was treated very well in TNA, um, and we saw some pretty good matches out of her as well. So, um, I, I it's not as supposed say it's not surprising. It's just I guess it's just interesting because. I wonder I wonder what conversation it took, or did she ask? I can't wait to see the news when it comes out. Because it was, it was, TNA was always meant to be a short-term deal for her. And so those two are best friends, Naomi and Mercedes. So I'm curious to see if one follows the other back to the company. Um, but we'll see. But either way, Mercedes is going to sign and debut imminently. Um... We did have one debut on Diamond, which we'll get to in a second. So I don't think you want to really step on each other's toes, but I'm very interested to see where where this goes. Speaking of the debuts, Diana Perrazzo, the virtuoso, has now officially been uh, is now officially all elite. Um, she had a hell of a run in Impact. I was actually a little taken back that she went to AEW only because she didn't really get a fair chance in WWE. I don't think she ever again got called up to the main roster. And she got released in her NXT. I mean, I know she met her husband there as well. I forgot his name. No disrespect. But um, I I don't think she ever got called up. But that also could be a reason why. Because she was was in WWE under the Triple H banner. And he's the one that had her release. So maybe that's why. Um, I still think it's a good signing for AEW. I think Deonna Perrazzo is very talented. I think she could add to the women's division. I would Imagine seeing her, if we ever get Athena on AEW proper versus people like AE, uh versus uh, uh Athena and, and so on and so forth. I think she's just a great wrestler. She's a great personality. She's been doing the virtuoso gimmick for forever. It's 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 hers, you know. Um, this week she debuted by um, essentially overstepping on Mariah May's debut, and so I, I liked where that went. Um. Mariah May has a lot of work to do. She has a great look, but she's very green, you know. And her storyline is a bigger storyline with Tony Storm, anyway. So hopefully, by the time she turns on Storm, um, we'll, she'll have improved in the ring, which I think she will, because she seems to have a love for the craft. Um, but I'm interested to see what they do with her. I really am, um, because she, when she got released from WWE, Diana Perazzo this woman went on a, a hell of a run. Won the ROH Heavyweight Championship. Women's. She went to win the TNA Women's Championship. She she had one time she had like five different belts. Like her entire Valkyrie. And I know Ty Valkyrie's on ROH now, ch- uh, challenging for the ROH Women's Tag Team Champ. Uh, excuse me, the TV Championship. But I'm hoping they keep Diana on uh, AEW proper. Look, I I don't get why Ty Valkyrie's on ROH. Maybe they just have nothing for. Them. Maybe she just didn't impress me. I know the match against her, against her with her and Britt Baker last year was awful. I do remember that match. It was awful. Everyone has a bad match. We've seen bad matches from everybody, you know. Um, but Ty Valkyrie is way, way too, way too good. But at the same time, if you're gonna have wrestlers like Billy Stars and people like that, the younger women they need other people to wrestle them, you know. And and, and so maybe that's why she's on there. But um, I'm hoping we get in the new year. Less of these high profile women or higher profile women going to ROH, you know. The new name of the new stable, the Undisputed Kingdom, the devil himself, Am Cole came out to explain his actions, and they were simple. They were, he didn't need Max, Max needed him, and so he broke everything down the way he needed to. He is still very much injured, that is a legit injury. And he said, the goal for 2024 is for the Undisputed Kingdom to have gold. He said, Wardlow will take the World Heavyweight Championship and will hand it to Cole when he is healthy. He said, Roderick Strong will go after the international title. So now we kind of have a replay of what we saw in NXT. Where, when it was the Undisputed Era, you had Bobby Fish. Adam, uh, uh, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong. You had Kyle O'Reilly and uh, Bobby Fish as the tag team champions at one point. You had Roderick Strong as the uh, what is that title? Oh, it's the International title, but I ain't the title. It's the Brown title that uh, that Dump Mysterio had. Whatever that middle class title was in NXT, I forgot. And then you had Adam Cole with the World Heavyweight Championship. So they could actually run this. But here's the thing. Here's what's so genius about all this, in my opinion, and what makes it different. Because they did the devil gimmick, and because no one knew who they were, and, and, and look here, Cole's injured, MJF is injured, we legitimately will have long-term fuse throughout this entire year. Because all of a sudden, you hear Jay White's music. Jay White comes out and says, Hey, I'm glad to know that you still have that edge, Adam. But I don't want to be ca- a casualty of your war. And you guys attacked me when I didn't have help. Now I have help. Now you have Bullet Club Gold coming down. They get outnumbered. And then all of a sudden, you have the Acclaims music hitting. The Trios Champions music hitting. They run out to make the save. Remember, these were casualties of the war against MJF. You know, MJF... Uh, anytime people helped him, or I know uh, Bullet Club wasn't helping him, but anytime people got in the way of the goal, and then we found out that uh, Samoa Joe, this was always planned. Samoa Joe had been working with um, um, everybody, you know? So, like, it's one of those things where, like, you see that these six men uh, have been these casualties of war. Now you have feuds set up. Now you can put the trio's titles on the line. But now you have these two, which these two teams did come face to face, and look, they they both want revenge, you know, um, and that's fair. That's a very fair assessment. I will want revenge too, you know. So this is now this can lead to in the meantime, this can lead to a bunch of different matches. You have a ton of different combinations you can have, and also now you have a clear path to international championship. Because now, instead of just having match-up-to-match match with, with Cassie defending it against whoever wants it, now you can have Roderick Strong beat him for it, and then you can have people chasing for that international championship. I know Takeshita should have it. Maybe he'll turn face this year and get it from them. But I, I actually like this idea. Um, I didn't know what to make of it. I didn't know if Adam Cole was still highly injured, even though he was limited. I didn't know. You know, we know it but um But, yeah, it's... Uh, I like where it's going, so we'll see. And now you actually encompass every single company, because now you have these two, the the kingdom, as the ROH tag team champions. So now you can encompass everything, if you want to do it. You can't. I won't buy. I won't. I won't go beyond the paywall of ROH just because I I don't. I legitimately just don't have a lot of time to to justify the expense of it. You know, <laughs> it's ten bucks, I think, fifteen, whatever it is. But I won't watch it. I know me. So, that's why I mean by I won't, I can't do it, just because I need to, like, every service I have, every streaming service I have, uh, Disney, plus Hulu, Prime, Netflix, Max, yeah, every service I have, I actually watch a little bit here and there, like, this past weekend, if it was the first time, holy shit, in, like, a year, that I actually watch stuff on Netflix. Netflix is just there when I need it, you know. Uh, I saw The Equalizer 3 was on there. I wanted to watch that, so I watched that. They also saw a movie called No Hard Feelings with Jennifer, uh, what's it, Jennifer, Jennifer Love Hewitt, but that's not who it is. The chick that played in The Hunger Game, Jennifer Lawrence. Which I thought was pretty funny. It was not laugh laughable, but it was decent, you know. Seeing her in that, uh, that, that, that kind of role that more fits her personality when you see her on, like, interviews and stuff. But yeah, like, I actually, at some point in time, do watch it. I don't know if I would sit back and just watch ROH. I don't know. But, anyways, um, I like where it's going. In the main event, Swerve Strickland defeated Daniel Garcia in a hell of a match. Swerve's on a roll. Garcia's on a roll. And what ends up happening is Hangman had made a re-debut. First time we've seen him in, I think, I think since Full Gear, right? I don't remember seeing him after. Uh, he had this brand new scruffy beard. He was pretty fucking angry. And at the end of the night, now that Keith Lee's been injured, now we have to pivot back to this. Which his thing is interesting. It was reported there was never a third match planned for Swerve and, and Hangman. And now it's like because of the Keith Lee injury, which is clearly serious because he's, uh, he's been injured since 2022, um, it looks like we're getting a third match with these guys. And uh, Hangman came out, looked at Swerve. Swerve just started laughing. They went to Braun, Braun and... This cra- place went crazy. So we're gonna get a trilogy. I don't know what it would mean if Hangman gets to win. I can't imagine them beating him three times in a row though. In these big matches, you know. And also, what kind of match can you do? We just had a death match. I don't. I don't know where this is going. I'm still intrigued because I think Angry Hangman works. You know, and maybe a- Angry Hangman could be the reason he loses. He's so angry, he gets so full of himself. That's how he ends up losing. And he has to find and capitulate. Hey, this guy just got in my head. And I lost my cool. And I lost. So this is all interesting. I thought it was a strong episode of Dynamite. I'm into it, you know. Um, I'm glad that we're starting to get away from... Now, also, this was very much a a light week for AEW. Because as we're about to get into in a second... New Japan, Wrestle Kingdom happened this week as well. So you had heavy hitters like John Moxley and Brian Danielson outside of the country. So we don't know where their storylines are going. Also, Will Ospreay, who is debuting in February. He's going to be officially all-in in February. So we didn't see a lot of heavy hitters, so we don't know where their stories are going going into the first pay-per-view of the new year, which will be Revolution. So we still have a lot of things to figure out here. Um, some quick news and notes. Maki Ato taking time off because she has a numbness in her shoulder. So, um, please just keep your prayers and thoughts for her as she gets, keeps her strengths out. Um, Kota Ibushi is to undergo ankle surgery. And also, Tingo Takagi, Shingo, Takagi, oh, Tingo. Shingo Takagi has called out John Moxley for Battle in the Valley. That should be a hell of a match. I'm looking forward to that. Um... And so let's get into Wrestle Kingdom since we talked about it. Oh, before we get into there, an update on the Continental Classic. Apparently, the way Tony Khan had things mapped out, the Continental Classic was supposed to have more time on the Apparently, he was looking at five or six. And then he took feedback from others who said that's way too many time on the They And then other people helped him out. I, I was so glad to read this report because sometimes I feel like you can when you're the leader and the creative leader. You can get so obsessed with your idea that it's hard to listen to other people. And I actually think the content of the classic came out perfect. One bracket was stronger than the other as far as um, the competition leading it all around. But another bracket was pretty much dominated by three men. And that was good because you still had those strong stories at the bottom of it as well. People still cared about the people who were technically eliminated, you know. But yeah, I thought that was a nice cool little touch there. Anyways, let's talk about New Japan. Let's talk about Wrestle Kingdom. We had all titles changing hands. Naito defeated Sonata to become the new N- uh, NJW. Always, but I'm always about to say like the, the the acronym, and I always can't. That's why I say New Japan. The New Japan World Heavyweight Champion. We had all, we had David Finley winning the Global Championship. This was all, <clears throat> but confirmed once the the two people that were in the match we knew they were AEW guys, right? But David Finley is a new global champion. John Moxley didn't even know what title he was fighting for. He says like 32 championships. He's not wrong there. He truly isn't. But um, that wasn't the biggest story of this night. The biggest story of this night, as far as this goes, Nick and Ryan Nemeth, the former Dolph Ziggler and his brother, showed up at ringside to do commentary. And at the end, when David Finley has the new global championship around his shoulder, he confronts Nick Nemeth. And they, he pushes him, and those two get into a brawl. Well, at the end of the night, or morning, here in the States, Dolph Ziggler just attacks him at the press conference and cuts a promo. So it looks like we're getting Nick Nemeth in New Japan first. Look here, dude. I think New Japan's turned into that place where everyone says, You know, if I'm going to be released, I'm just going to live my best life. I'm going to go. I'm going to help them get hot. I'm going to do my best for them. They're going to put me, they'll keep me in the, in the in the public's eye, blah, blah, blah. Like, to me, that is really freaking cool to see that. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, I'm sure he'll make some type of match in AEW. Seeing Nick Nemeth, imagine all people he can have great matches with. And his first sight is on that global championship, which he doesn't have to win. But it's, it's going to be a hell of a match for him and David Finley. You know, and also, look here, his brother doesn't really wrestle that much. His brother's in a lot of movies, but I don't, when's less when brother actually wrestle? His brother usually does those backstage segments with Lexi Nair, um, uh, Big Bill's wife, or fiance, whatever the fuck she is, um, but I think it's very fascinating to, to see where this is going to go. Also, someone making their New Japan debut It's Matt Riddle, who challenges Tahiro, <laughs> um, what is i about to say to uh, Tanahashi shot. <laughs> jesus christ let me just look it up cuz i'm i'm drawing and I, I i have the word Tanahashi the new president the new president of new japan defeated Zack Sabre Jr to become the tv champion and Zack Sabre Jr immediately challenged Brian Danielson he said he wants to have revenge and tap him out um because remember the they match in the wrestle dream was Brian Danielson giving him a knee strike to get the pinfall victory. But now you have Tanahashi hearing this challenge from Riddle. And in Japanese, he says, who is this guy? So that's hilarious. So now you have Matt Riddle in New Japan. Matt Riddle's already working with MLW as well. I would have to imagine the reason. I'm assuming now. But I'm assuming here. I'm hoping. This is me sniffing that sweet, sweet hopium. I am hoping that we saw this. We saw the title change because Zach Saber Jr. was the first ever TV champion. I'm assuming we saw this title change. So that way Tanahashi couldn't be the one to drop it to Matt Riddle without having Z- Saber Jr. drop it to Matt. I'm hoping. That's my hope. Otherwise, why did Tanahashi need another fucking title? He was already one half of the triple a trios champions. Which I thought to be, well, not anymore, they lost him, but you got what you get my point. Um but I, th- I thought that was weird. But anyways, um I thought overall this was a great show. Okada did defeat Bryan, uh, which was to be expected, and they bowed to each other at the end. I thought this match was a little better than the one, well, it was better than the one at uh, Forbidden Door. Now, in fairness to the one at Forbidden Door, Brian had a freaking broken forearm, so the fact that they finished that match says a lot about both parties, you know, um, but this match I thought was good as well. Um... We all know if Okada didn't have, have a third match, I, I I don't think. Brian goes out of his way to... You know who Brian reminds me of? Not in the wrestling... Doing air quotes again. Not in the wrestling capacity, but in his capacity to lose and not be hurt by his brand or by his fans. Tommy Dreamer. If you look at Tommy Dreamer's record in early ECW, he didn't win a lot. And the only reason he ever won championships is because people left the company. He won the tag team championship because of people left the company. He won the heavyweight championship because Taz defeated, remember Taz was a WWE contracted wrestler who beat a WCW contracted wrestler in Mike Awesome. And he needed someone to beat him for it and while leading to a different storyline. So he had Taz lose to Tommy Dreamer just for Tommy Dreamer to get endorsed by Taz, just so Justin Credible could attack Tommy Dreamer afterwards so he could become the, <laughs> the new world champion. Did, did you follow all that? <laughs> so, legitimately, Bryan's one of those that doesn't need to win. It's always healthier to see him win because it doesn't, like, it's like Jericho, right? until about Jericho and WWE, not Jericho and AEW. The more Jericho came back, it was like the, the law of diminishing returns because he would always lose. He kind of knew what he was going to lose. So when he won, it, it kept things fresh in the and in his, in, in, in his... It wasn't so predictable, you know? Brian beating Zack Sabre Jr. the first time was nice. It was also in Seattle. I would assume he's going to lose this time around, you know? And even if they don't do a third match with... I don't think they're going to do a third match with him and Z- Sabre Jr. But I can see him do a third match with him and Okada. Um, I don't know what else Brian has on his bucket list this year. But now he's in... He was in the co-main event. Of the Tokyo Dome. We still have a full year left for him. We don't know what we got for him. I'm assuming he's going to try to go out with a bang as much as possible. But overall, I thought New Japan was a very, very strong show. I thought the debuts they had were very good. as it leads them into their new stories in the new year. And and look, the free agency has just started. You know, we still have Nassim Mustafa Ali, who will be in GCW. He'll be in fucking Hog, House of Glory. Uh, He will be all over the place as well, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him show up at some of these New Japan matches. We still are waiting for Mercedes Monete to drop wherever she is going to drop. I'm going to assume this Royal Rumble will have a ton of surprises. I'm assuming that. Because, as we're going to get into, the men's Royal Rumble got a little more fascinating to me because of what they did on SmackDown. Um, but we we have a little bit for, a little while before we get to that. But overall, that was a strong show. I'm looking forward to seeing what New Japan has this year, what MLW has this year. Because hell, Alex Hammerstone is now debuting an impact as far as in the main event to Hardy to kill against um, Josh. What's his what's his name? The, the what's it? The, the teenage champion. Jesus Christ. Um, and the only reason I can't think of these people's names is because I actually wasn't going to talk about this, but um. But uh, what is his name? Oh my goodness. I can't believe I'm drawing a blank right now. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Right now. Legitimately. Uh, What are we doing? There we go. Josh Alexander. I knew it was Josh something. Anyways. So I'm looking forward to all this. Now let's get to WWE. WWE made some noise too. With their day one Monday Night Raw. Which was a pay-per-view at one point in time and their New Year's Revolution SmackDown, which was a pay-per-view one time as well. The Rock, well, actually, no, we had Jinder Mahal making his long-anticipated way way to return uh, as a former WWE champion, which he is. And The Rock interrupted him. The Rock did a people's elbow, and then The Rock made one of the biggest teases that he's done in many years. He didn't go on um, College Football Sunday and say... Uh, Anything He actually, in the middle of the ring, said, should I sit at the head of the table? The place went nuts. Roman Reigns has laughed it off. Um, It's reported, reported, that this match is going to happen in Perth at the Elimination Chamber because Australia has asked to have The Rock in the building. Now, can the WWE guarantee the... They can't guarantee shit. Something I thought about. Something I thought about is... These big stadium shows—they're making people pay for these shows, not me and you. They're making these countries pay for these shows. So when they do these big shows, like they're doing one in Germany at the beginning, of, uh, uh, me, at the at the end of the summer and et cetera, et cetera. When they're doing these shows, they're doing these shows based on how much they're being paid and company and and people WrestleMania is no longer just the only thing being bid on these other shows are being bid on these lower tier shows are being bid on that's why they all feel so important now and for being i think the only show last year in my opinion that didn't feel special was the pay-per-view it was a backlash in september i think that was a match that i think it was a show that had becky and uh trish um otherwise everything else felt special and big right but i also think that was one of the few shows in the states Everything else was happening outside of the states, so I'm sure Perth has asked, "Hey, can we? Can you? Can you get the rock?" So I can see flames to this. I can see sparks to lead to the flames of this, because why not try? Why not shoot your shot? It's like if you see a, a, a hot chick or guy, whatever it is you're into, whatever it is that doesn't offend you, and you see and you see them, and why not shoot your shot? What can what can it literally hurt? It can't hurt anything. It hurts you not to say anything. Otherwise, it can't hurt shit so um yeah i i can see this i can see this being i can see it being smoke to this i can see this being a thing where it's like oh wait a second maybe there's some maybe there's some truth to this you know what i'm saying um i have no interest in this i didn't expect it i don't care about any of this i don't want to see another rock match um on it's gonna be this it's, it's first of all rock he's in phenomenal shape for him to be his age I don't think he can go... Roman Reigns matches go about 20, 30 minutes. In some cases, 40 minutes. Like, the the main event of last year's WrestleMania, WrestleMania Night 2, went 40 minutes. Let's take out entrances. So, it went about 34, 35 minutes. It's a long time to ask this 50-year-old man to do it. I don't care what kind of shape he has. ring shape is different. We all know this. Um, but, look, a lot of people seem to be happy with this. Uh, I don't know the memes are back out about Cody not finishing his story. I was wrong last year. I thought Cody will finish the story last year. And they decided to keep that belt on Roman. I don't know. I, I have no cl- I do think. I, I, you know what? I'm going to stick with Cody will finish the story at WrestleMania. And what kind, of, look, here's a, what kind of main event do you want? I think they're doing what they're doing in the main event of Royal Rumble. For, or I would have to imagine this is going to be the first match, right? I don't know. I would assume. But anyways, um, we'll get to that in a second. But either way, I think. It's gonna be a big name for him to to, to, to waltz around for a month, and and on RAW, the only thing that I found that interesting, the other thing I, think I found interesting was Becky Lynch losing clean to Nia Jax, and Becky Lynch was legit busted open. So was L.A. Knighton on SmackDown. So that was a common theme. Um, look here, Nia Jax just redebuted. They have she has to get some wins here. I saw the match. Nia Jax still she's just you know what she reminds me of in the ring. She reminds me of Vader. Hear me out. She's nowhere near as good as Vader, but my point was when Vader start, when Vader would get into his zone, he got too aggressive sometimes, and then he would, you know, end up hurting people. I remember one time him and Shamrock had a match, and Shamrock rearranged Vader's nose, and Shamrock was busted open. It was a, it was a Monday night. This was '97. This was a Monday night Raw show, and these two look, just looked like awful after the match. But it reminds me of when Vader gets too excited, he could hurt people. And that's what it looks like to me. It's like, Nia Jax doesn't slow things down a lot of times. And when she does, it, it looks better somewhat. But she still can hurt people. And Becky Lynch is not a small, is not a big woman. She's pretty tiny. So, um, yeah, those are two things interesting to me. I want to know where they go from here. I think a lot of people are expecting Becky Lynch versus Rhea Ripley at this year's WrestleMania. Um, I don't know where they go, though. But this is the feud that... Well, is going to be filler to, to get her to wherever she's going to go. SmackDown. Karrion Cross has aligned with the returning Paul Ellering and Authors of Pain. This is an interesting pairing. They laid out Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. Because look here, for the longest time, these people have been trying to, WWE has been trying to get people to boo Bobby Lashley. No one has wanted to boo Bobby Lashley or the Street Profits. So now they have a legit reason to cheer them because uh, look here what what have they done with well, Cross has been a and this is Triple H's fault as well Cross has been a massive failure since returning to the WWE a massive failure why not you don't need him to talk you don't need Scarlett to talk Paul Ellering we know what he can do he is the legendary manager of the Royal Wars, who have both since passed we know AOP can't fucking talk this is interesting to me I don't know why I find it interesting because I don't like AOP but I think it's interesting more for Karrion Cross and what they can do with him, you know. And also, Karrion Cross with Bobby Lashley, I, I've made no bones about this. I'm not a big Karrion Cross fan. I don't know what it is about the guy I don't get. It's the same thing I feel about Braun Strowman. They're not bad. I just, I, they're just not meant for me, which is okay. You know, whenever, not everybody is meant for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I remember, um, what was I, what I, oh, the whole Rock thing. I was talking to JT about this. And I, was, and I was talking about it. I was like, yeah, I, I don't care for it, but I don't think this is meant for me. This is meant for someone else, which is fine. You know, like, I've made no bones about it. I told you guys in the show, I'm really honest with you guys. If I don't like something, I just turn I turn the channel. I don't need to watch it. I no longer have FOMO of wrestling. Like, I saw parts of Collision that I wanted to see last night and stuff I didn't want to see, I didn't watch it. Like, the Adam Copeland stuff. I'm good. I know that um, Maria Kanellis, like, like uh, interrupted him. I don't know what happened after that. I said okay, cool. It's not for me. I'm good. Um, more people need to get like that. thing. but I'm int- I'm severely interested. Severely is the wrong word. I'm I'm really interested because I feel like this can lead to something with Paul Ellering having titles on Cross because I just don't think Cross is a good talker. And I think that hurts him, but that's just my opinion on that. Tyler Bate makes his long-anticipated main roster debut, teaming with Butch in a tag team match. I thought, my first, first of all, Ty Bate is so good. I would hate for them to stick him in a tag team, but I know Butch currently isn't doing anything with Rich Holland being out and Sheamus being out. And for some reason, I have to say this too, I just talk about this now, for some reason people are having Sheamus go to AEW. I hope not. I, I really hope not. I do not. I wouldn't get why they would do that. I hope I hope. Anyways, um, I think that's a hell of a call up, and if they stick him in the tag team for a little bit, that's cool. But this is a singles rep. This guy can be the guy to defeat Gunther or anyone, and this guy can. You can do such long term story. I know people want Chad Gable to, and that's fine. But when I say this about Tyler, but he's a guy that you can do such long term storytelling with, with him chasing a title, and him coming up just short. This could be fucking fantastic. So I, I'm happy for that. In the main event, you well, that's before, before we get to that. Kevin Owens wins the U.S. title tournament. He will get a title shot against Logan Paul at the Royal Rumble. He does leave Paul with a black eye. Paul had a, a great line. I don't know what it means, but he says, you look like Reddit. I don't know what that means, but I liked it. I don't know why, but I thought it was funny. It gave me a chuckle. Anyways, um, so, So Kevin Owens, and I don't think Kevin Owens has been announced for the Royal Rumble either. Um, But uh, but, uh, I would assume he's going to be in it because he's just in the U.S. title match. Uh, But anyways, in the main event, it's a triple threat match. The winner gets a shot at Roman Reigns and the WWE Championship. In this match, you had L.A. Knight. You had Randy Orton and you had AJ Styles. In this match, you had L.A. Knight busted wide open. Some people think he bladed. I couldn't really get a good enough look at it to see if he played it or not, but he definitely was busted open. Um, and at the end of the day, the bloodline destroyed the match. Um, Roman Reigns, Jimmy Uso, and, uh, Stilus did, and Nick Aldis, which, who I think fits into this role so perfectly, but to me, Nick Aldis, I don't know how big of a fan, of a, of a fan. we don't talk about Nick Aldis here on the show very often. Um... But I don't know how you guys feel about him. He, he he's obviously not done wrestling, but to me he does fit the general manager perfectly because I can see him wrestling as general manager a few times because you can see where, you can see him versus Randy Orton, you can see him versus Roman Reigns, uh, you can see a lot. Now I don't think you should have your general manager losing all the time. That's they I don't think he's gonna beat those names, but I just think it's interesting to see him there. Well, Wait, was he trying to, to get Paul Heyman's attention? Paul Heyman said, "Don't don't touch me." And Nick also said, Hey, hey, tell your man when he's done celebrating, congratulations. He said, For what? He's earned himself a fatal four way match at the Royal Rumble. I don't think we've ever seen in the three plus years of Roman Reigns' World Heavyweight Championship reign, I don't think we've ever seen him in a fatal four way. We've seen him in a triple threat. That was a main event at WrestleMania 38 or whatever um, against Brian Danielson and Edge. But I don't think we've ever seen him in the failed four-way. I don't think he's ever his Ads have ever been this stacked against him. Air quotes. I'm doing air quotes against him doing air quotes again. Um, but I'm very interested because I don't. I don't think they're gonna take the title off him. <laughs> I really don't. But it's the threat of hey, you don't have to be pinned to lose a title. You know, I think that still would be stupid for him to lose a title that way. But um, yeah, I think it's gonna be a hell of a thing. But here's why I said the main event makes things more intriguing for the royal rumble that is four big names i'm not saying reigns was going to be in it but reigns was already not going to be in the royal rumble already because he's a champion seth Rollins is not going to be in the royal rumble because he's a champion a world champion so you now take out la knight at the rumble match take randy orton out of the rumble match you take aj styles out of the rumble match the two biggest names you currently have in the rumble are cm punk and Cody Rhodes, so I'm very curious to see where this Royal Rumble goes. I, you guys already know how I feel. This is my favorite pay-per-view of, of any year. I just love the Royal Rumble, and for me personally, I just can't wait to see. I just can't wait to see what 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 they throw in here. I think Nakamura's in the Rumble too, but we know he's not winning. Let's just let's just be realistic here now. Let's not go crazy, people. But, um, that's five huge names not in the Rumble match. I don't think Kevin Owens has been, uh, and, and I'm assuming Sami Zayn's going to return in it. But there's a lot of people that's not going to be in this Rumble that now it does, does. Do you keep the rumors going, doing air quotes again, where you have the face off between Cody and Sam? If I'm being honest with you guys, I would have Cody and Punk, as a, we'll do our predictions if we get closer to the Rumble, but I would have Cody and Punk, um, Face off early in the rumble and one of them get eliminated early, which probably be Cody. But we're gonna get, as we get closer to this rumble match, we'll we'll see more and more things. I'm 100 percent sure, um, work itself out the way it's supposed to. But I just thought that was very interesting to have those three names in it, and then you have five names all together, are big names. Uh, three of them are already rumble winners, you know, with Randy Orton, Reigns, and Seth Rollins. But I have AJ Styles in there. What are you doing with AJ Styles at at, at WrestleMania? What are you doing with LA Knight at WrestleMania? I would assume LA Knight is still on track to face... I say still on track because I'm going off my booking, so don't go crazy. I assume he's going to be the one to dethrone Logan Paul at WrestleMania. Because he needs a primary spot. He needs a very special spot. You know, he should not get lost in the shuffle because of CM Punk. CM Punk has this thing going on. You know, Cody has this thing going on. But I will say this. What if... The Rock and uh, Roman Reigns main event night tour for the WWE Championship. What do you do with Cody? Wow. There's a lot of questions and a lot of intriguing things going on, so I'm here for it all. Um, But anyways, the last note we'll have and then we'll get out of here is WWE is very interested in Camille, the former NWA Women's Champion, and they should be. I think she will fit in very well in WWE. Um... She's worked with AEW a little bit. Honestly, her look—if the reason why I don't think she would fit in well in AEW—is because she's one of those. She reminds me of a Jade Cargill, where like she's wor- way more refined than Jade. But you'd have to put her in there with the big, with the big homies like Chris Statlander and stuff like that. But Chris Statlander hasn't even challenged for the women's championship yet. You know, she's been at the mid-tier um, women's title. And now she's been losing, and now she's teaming with Willow and stuff like that. I, I my fear would be like they would keep her at that mid T that that TBS title level, and they would need to put her at that world's heavyweight title level. Um, I think she'll fit in well in WWE though. She, I think Triple H would like her look. So, but anyways, either way, I I, I think I mean, I, don't, I don't think AEW ever shown any interest in her outside of that, you know. But anyways, that is your show for this week. That is a Monday show. Hope you guys enjoyed. The Sunday, uh, the first uh, match of the month of the year. Um, check me out on Wednesday show. And I'll be right back here next Monday as we will talk about the week in wrestling. News, notes, and some more. I am Slow Chemical. This is I See Things A Little Differently. We're out.